by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. I'm Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I am here today with Jill Annabel. And Jill, I have a question for you. I meet people all around the country who attended Catholic school as kids. And Mm -hmm. I realize how different our experiences were. So even though we all attended Catholic schools and there are things that we probably did that were similar, like, you know, May crownings or class masses, our graduation was a mess, you know, things that set us apart, maybe from people who had um, public school experiences or charter school experiences. Um, We probably have some things in common, like that we did during Catholic schools week, but we did not all have the same experiences in Catholic school, especially in elementary school. Like as a high school principal, one of the things I loved was hosting the Catholic schools week mass for all of our local feeders. I don't know if everybody does that, but that was like a unique thing. You know, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you did at your school, your elementary school that you think was totally unique? Mm. Well, at the time I probably wouldn't have thought it was unique, but I mean, some of the, like one big moment and they don't do it anymore was Every year there was a sports banquet. It was like a big dance, Yeah. but it was, did you see like, that was something maybe you did, but it was all families. It was very 1980s, slow dancing, parents yes. were drinking, <laughs> you know, like the priest was there. Like everyone was there. It was like the biggest party ever, but it had, I think the night began with like awards for the sports teams. And then it just rolled into, I mean, you had like kindergarten through eighth graders, all the parents yes. all in the gym together as one big yeah. event. So I think that was unique maybe to the era and probably to our school size. It was, the whole school was there. Yep. No, I, I can relate to that. See, I don't know. Maybe more similarities and differences. <laughs> I don't know. We could just swap stories all day. We could, but okay. So one of the things that when I was um, getting ready for today's podcast, what I realized is that in elementary school, I never went to adoration. Oh, me neither. Okay. So I have zero recollection of ever going to adoration as an elementary school student, even preparing for Eucharist. And the the first time I remember going into an adoration chapel was when I was an eighth grade teacher and Uh the, my partner teacher who, you know, was kind of a mentor to me. She was like, we're going to take the kids to adoration. And I was like, at a who? And that's how I learned about adoration when I was a teacher. So, well, me too, but I think there was like a revival, I think. And there will be theologians who are listening in who can tell us why in these eras that wasn't happening. Happening and probably mm-hmm. and came back because as an adult, that's a big part of my prayer life. As a kid, it was really non-existent. Right. I mean, it's so important to me now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So the idea that comes in today, and you know, the other thing, Jill, is you and I are both grew up going to Catholic school in the Midwest. And sometimes I wonder if mm-hmm. we have, you know, similar experiences because we were from the Midwest. But today's idea though is is all about adoration. So that's that's why that question popped into my head. But okay, today's idea comes from Hillary Russell who is at St. Mary's Catholic School in Woodstock, Illinois. And I have to give a shout out to Woodstock. That's where my husband went to Catholic school, was in Woodstock, Illinois. So kind of funny. Um, She taught, Hillary Russell taught for 15 
years before becoming the school's principal, which is a newer role to her. But Hillary believes in the importance of adoration for her school community. So she leads adoration reflections for the students. And her idea is for first Friday adoration for all students. And she encourages tying adoration and sacred art into other Mm. subjects throughout the day, like history class was the example that she gave. Also, what popped into my head as I was reading her example too, was tying it into health class. And as I kept reading through her example, she said that they are tying social emotional health into adoration, faith development and relationships. So that's Hmm. also something that's emerging at St. Mary's. So thinking about the importance of adoration and its impact on students, how it can help them, you know, not just develop personally, but how can it relate to other subjects throughout the day and how can it help them socially and emotionally? What thoughts do you have on that, Jill? Well, I think the biggest lesson in those first few times that you bring students in for adoration is just feeling comfortable in the quiet. And so in any subject area, so I'm very intrigued by this, doing this in health class or in a, in a course where the teacher might feel uncomfortable doing this, but sitting in quiet reflection or just simply the quiet in front of the Eucharist is in itself the goal, right? That you're going to sit and listen. It's about being listening and that relationship with Jesus. And so sitting and listening is something that we don't do in the other disciplines very quickly. So I, uh, that's what comes to mind because, you know, a PE teacher might feel inadequate in that moment or subject area art, but I think that could be very powerful. If you're going to go sit in the quiet and listen, and then go back into whatever content was going to be hard or challenging or push at us in some way, or make us think in a new creative way. I think, I think you're onto something. This is a good idea. It is a good idea. And the other, the other thing that I thought about, of course, was when I visit schools, when I'm talking with teachers in their classrooms, you know, one of the things that every teacher wants is a disciplined, well-run classroom, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we achieve that? And, you know, I, I, I think big picture about things and I think, well, how can we improve math scores and reading scores? And how can we improve, you know, brain function, all that? And Really, Jill, the answer there is music instruction every single day, but that's a soapbox I'll get on another time. Yeah, it's a different When you topic. think about a well-run, <laughs> disciplined classroom, think about the benefits of adoration and getting students comfortable, even from a young age. I mean, maybe, maybe if you bring students in kindergarten, perhaps they can only sit for two minutes. Perhaps they can only sit in silence for two minutes. Like how many kids are actually comfortable sitting in silence at all? Well, and maybe at first, right? I mean, we do this, the same thing with reading stamina, like how long can Mm -hmm. they read independently? You start with little minutes and you build it, but the same with adoration, you learn to be in the quiet and our students are good at this. They're going to mass. They're sitting in the quiet. I mean, they're already there. So it's a clearly a teachable part of our spiritual life, but I think you're right about starting young and then building from that. It's beautiful to watch high schoolers in adoration. It, It really is. Well, it's really interesting where you can weave in and out of classrooms and see, you know, the, the activity and the behaviors, what classroom is, you know, sitting silently, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's mm-hmm. happening in here if everyone's sitting silently, but the fact that they can, that they can switch gears when they mm-hmm. know when they can turn it on, turn it off, that is true discipline. And so, you know, even for our kiddos who struggle sitting still all the time to learn that stamina and to learn that discipline, right. you were going to say something else. 
Well, I was thinking too, um, we're also making the assumption that these classrooms have access to an adoration chapel, which I'm learning is not the case everywhere. So not, you're right. So, right. Maybe that's a whole nother episode, but advocating for access to adoration and being able to tie that into different parts of the day. It's not just on first Friday, or it's not just at a certain time. Cause then you'll be with your homeroom or whatever. But when you're talking about interdisciplinary adoration moments, you're really advocating for all day adoration. Yeah. And that, that's kind of an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. If thinking about it, the access to an adoration chapel at a high school, you work mm-hmm. at a high school now at I my do. high school as a student, we did not have access as a principal. I had a chapel, but not adoration for my students to be able to access. Oh. Do you at your school? I do. I think that's a whole nother episode <gasps> though, but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's run by the students and it's all day. There are volunteers who are at the chapel moms, grandpas, anyone signs up for adoration hours. It's always um, occupied, but students have to be in there once a week with their theology classes. It is a constant flux of people praying in the adoration chapel all day, every day. Did you hear the bell? Did you hear that? I did not hear the bell. Oh, so the bell rang. Okay. Sometimes in the teacher's lounge, the bell, you know, you talk right over it. You do talk right over it. And we just talked right over it. So, but it is time. So we are going to head back to class now and come back another day to the Catholic teacher's lounge. So that's the bell. It's time to get back to class. There are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to do our best to try in each of these episodes. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. The Catholic teacher's lounge is your haven to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts and you can drop your ideas into the catholicteacherslounge.com uh, for Loyola Press. And hopefully we will see you next time.